Oh man, this is going to be awesome. Oh, this is beautiful. All right. The Power of Curiosity podcast, episode three with Tracy Barry. What's up, dude? Coming out of the red corner. What's going on? <laughs> with the Cuddle Monster t-shirt, but yet you have the, the AR-15 AK-47 hat. Right. It's a nice combo. You don't know where you're going with that. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know. So it keeps me fluid. I can go any <laughs> way I like. I can go this way. I can go that way. You change at the drop of a hat, right? <laughs> are you are you gender fluid or just gun fluid? Um, not gender fluid. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something to say quick. But no. <laughs> oh my god, this is killing me. So, um, dude, so so how is the um, how's the the post Trump fucking post mortem? treating I mean, you dude fuck, it's bad bro how's it treating you it's horrible <laughs> oh, it, <God>. it's <laughs> um yeah it sucks it i mean sucks i mean see. you know socialist takeover i mean that's not a big deal it is sucks it? I mean... to see um it swing the other way so fast like just all the good shit that was done just be erased and wiped away with the fucking swipe of a pen blows my fucking mind <laughs> yeah. you see all the feminists pissed off today no what are they pissed off about they're pissed off about biden getting rid of uh like feminine and masculine terms or something in federal buildings i, I don't know exactly oh, but, what it was, was the thing they about. did that they, uh, nancy pelosi did that right she was no no this take... is something this oh. is something biden just did like today or yesterday or something like that and, and he did something he did something he could illegally Men can go, women, or boys can go in the girls' locker room if they uh, identify as as girls. You know, so I don't know what you, it is, but I mean, let's, let's be honest. I mean, and locker room. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever whatever it is, the the truth is is that you know it's like he 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 had it on his top priority list. I mean, it sounds like a priority <laughs> item in my opinion. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. He had a lot of priorities. He had, I think he had zero priorities. I think that's a bunch of other people's priorities. And they're like, here, sign here, motherfucker. And then, yeah, um, right. He just signed it. So whatever. I don't think yeah, he knows dude. what the hell he's doing. What, what do you, what do you, uh, what do you foresee happening in the next few weeks? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> what do I hope happens? What I foresee? Ha- I foresee blackness. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> I foresee this becoming. What we call China West and California <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's where it's headed. Uh, what I would like to see is somebody do something about it. <laughs> you know, I'd like yeah. to see um, actual things happen. For like, there's all this evidence and of, of crimes and money laundering and money transfers and all kinds of stuff. I'd like to see somebody do something about that, but. You know, prior to the election, we're informed on all these wrongdoings and nothing happens. So um, I guess if you're part of the elite class, you get to do whatever you want. And there's no repercussions. Yeah. That's what it feels like to the us normal people anyway. Yeah. So after all this has occurred and, and everything that you've seen, um, 
where where are you thinking in terms of what I guess you could say like QAnon and that whole movement, like what do you think that was or is at this point? Um, I think I do think that there was a lot of information given out by Q, whoever that is, or however many people that is. Um, I think a lot of timelines and our own ideas got injected to that by people reading and quote unquote decoding the the Q drops. So uh, a lot of stuff got added to it that wasn't there. It was just a bunch of drops of a lot of it was actually written in questions like who actually controls the National Guard, who controls the military, who is this and who is that. So a lot of the stuff that we have that people have that believe Q said or did um, it's kind of made up because Q asked a lot of questions, didn't really give that many detail. And I believe if it's true, the whole Q thing is true, you can't give detail, right? Because then you're telling everybody what your plan is. Yeah. So who knows? I think it's still to be determined or discovered or whatever. Um, I think something could happen. Do I want something to happen? Hell yeah. Um, does it look like anything's going to happen? It sure does not. Yeah. I was reading, um, I've never been big into Q, but I'm close to a lot of people who are, and um, <clears throat> it's not something that I ever really, I didn't even know that that it was mostly questions, to be honest with you. I didn't know hardly anything about it. And 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 from a point of view of, of creating curiosity, which is what this podcast is all about, if that's true, and that's really what it was, I mean, that sounds like this person's trying to create a curiosity. They're definitely trying to create a curiosity and get others to look at things. So it would, the really cool thing about it is that it was most, a lot of things were written in question form. I would say more than half of the posts were written in question form to get you to look and get you to discover what's happening, who these people are, what you can find out about this question. So, so what do you think? So what do you think happened? People just people just started getting their own ideas, and then those ideas just started to go crazy, and then and then the whole kind of movement got a kind of a bad rap because people who would interpret that in a in a in a strange way or well, an extreme the way. Bad rap. I mean, I mean, there's so there's so many answers to that question. But, so like first, the what happened is a bunch of other ideas got injected into these the whole Q idea. Q asks a bunch of questions. Q gives very little information. So then people. What they do called they do what they call dig so they find information to answer those questions and then people compile their answers to the questions and we and people kind of sort it out and say okay well qs this question and it it leads to a b and c right so then a b and c was never given by q it was compiled by all these anonymous people they call anons right so everybody compiles all the information that they found by answering the question that Q asked, and then they come up with an idea, like Q asked this question, so it means Q asked A, B, and C, so it means X, Y, and Z. Q never said X, Y, and Z. So then when something doesn't happen, when X, Y, and Z doesn't happen, they're like, oh, Q's fake, bullshit. But it, he never, ever said that. So like the, the election happens, and everyone's waiting for something to happen, like arrest happen on you know, or not election, inauguration day, and nothing happens. So they all oh, accuse bullshit. 
but is it like never ever said anything was going to happen on inauguration day right so that was all uh everyone or whoever's ideas injected into the whole cube or whatever hmm. do you do you think that 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 movement's still alive and well i don't believe it is well um it is still breathing <laughs> But um, yeah, it definitely took a hit, a hard hit when nothing happened and now Joe Biden's the president. So it makes it really hard for you to see how, how say like Trump or anybody else could do anything when the president is like the most powerful man on the planet. Um, it makes it very difficult to see how anything could, could be done about it. Hmm. Sa- at the same time, we had Trump who was the most powerful man on the planet for four years and there's all this election fraud there's all this proof of election fraud no one will even look at it and so the most powerful person on the planet is supposed to be like oh well they stole the election from me i guess and no one will look at it so well i guess they can just have it so i do believe i do believe something man (laughs) i do believe something should happen i believe it's possible i don't know how it works I'm not a friggin' lawyer. I'm not a constitutionalist. I, I should study the constitution more than I have. I've read it, but I should read it again. I should, you know, look up the definitions of the words in the constitution more <laughs> and I'll find yeah. out more like what it exactly means at the same time. Like, yeah, that helps me out, but does that forward the whole movement? Not, so, I don't feel like it does so much, but if everybody did that, um, a lot of people get a better understanding of what this country is and how it works and you know the mechanics of it yeah so uh the thing that i saw most recently was this whole thing someone shares video i get videos all the time and i watch some of them when i can uh regarding how america actually has two different layers you have the republic and then you have the uh incorporated aspect of america right and it's actually funny because I actually had one of my clients mention this a couple of weeks ago. And my client's actually gone through the process of basically uh, she was explaining it to me. She was like, you can go through this whole process and you can do this whole thing where where you no longer are your own incorporated entity, but you become a sovereign individual right. that owns your own incorporated entity and she was describing it where your social security number is attached to uh an incorporation and that incorporation can be bought and sold and i was asking her i was like well if if your incorporation can be bought and sold on this black market or white market it's not even a secret market what's what's the value of that how does the value change or shift and and she wasn't really able to tell me a whole lot about that i have heard about that and i'm no um I don't know too much about it. I've heard that. I've read a little bit. I've seen some videos on that stuff too. And what I saw was at birth, for whatever reason, whatever, you know, uh, family members are tied to your family tree by social security numbers. Um, it's estimated how much money you're going to make and how much taxes you'll pay. So then it's kind of like a, uh, like the housing market, you know, the, how, how the housing, um, I don't know what they call them, what they call them, bonds or whatever. When, when they, they package the loans, like, have you seen the big short? Yeah. So how they, they take all these loans and they package them and they sell the package of package of loans. So it's like you're 
person, your one person corporation is one of those loans in that package. So they estimate this person's going to pay X amount of taxes throughout their lifetime. So this person is worth X amount of dollars. So then they sell you or your social security number to somebody else the same way that they're selling uh, loans. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. Um, she was telling me that uh, Indians are sovereigns by by birth. So basically, you you have uh, like the only people who are sovereign who aren't part of this system, where their their name and their social security number is part of a of a incorporated system, is like Native American Indians who live on on special reservations and stuff like that. So she was saying that when you do this process, you essentially become the same situation as uh, a native Indian. And she was also describing how um, she had just filed to get her passport as a sovereign and she was waiting for it to get approved. And basically um, when you're, when you're no longer in the system of being part of the incorporation of the United States of America, then you're you're no longer under the same tax code. You're no longer under uh, all these different things, and and it just changes so much in terms of how law and taxes affect your life and and have something to do with what you do. And it's just really, um, you know, the, the biggest shame is that when I try to look up this information, the the websites that talk about this are real janky looking man i mean these things look like they're made in like 1994 right. by like uh right. I, I forget the name of the, yeah. the act it was like the act of 1871 or something like that when yeah 1871 when, yeah when america was sold to the english as yeah. a corporation so and and then since then it's been controlled by bankers and exactly what you're talking about it's a corporation now and they changed one word so, it was changed from by the people of the people to buy the people for the people. So that one word actually changes the meaning of what it says like a big time. Yeah. Do you think do you think there's truth in that? Do you think there's truth in in the fact that uh, uh Biden is is the president of some kind of de facto uh incorporated entity and that there's some other entity that's coming. There's also was talks of uh the the entity, the corporation itself being bankrupt recently. I have heard that. Uh, it sounds good in theory. Uh, I doubt it, but I, I did. I've heard. I've heard all the same stuff. So I don't know. I do. I think it's real. Uh, I, I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it with the yeah. charade that's going on. Even if, even though if it's a charade in in DC, it's it's pretty weird. There's a lot of weird shit going on. So what's going to happen? I don't fucking know. And is that stuff real? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So, so where are you at with all this? Are you just kind of like over it? You're going to move on and that's, you just kind of forget about it. And that's the end of it. Or, or what's the, what's the, what's the next step? Well, the next step, uh, I wasn't really taking any steps besides following it and paying real close attention to all the politicians, the Q drops, um, politics in general. Um, now I've kind of just taken a step back and not, um, fill my day with so much social media like I just, after that i was like i gotta i gotta get off social media like i can't it takes up takes up too much of my time i told myself after the election i'm gonna stop because i found myself looking at too much shit far too often and it's just like 
overtaking my day. So um, I got rid of my Instagram. I got rid of everything. So uh, I don't look at that shit anymore. The, whether I pay attention, I found, I, I decided this, whether I pay attention to it or not, whoever, if they're going to do something, they're going to do it with or without me um, worrying about it. So I'm just going to you know, push harder, work more and uh, make more money while I can before I'm eating rats in the street like Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I can gather enough change so that I don't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I I've I've spent a lot of time thinking about <clears throat> the past and all the different things that you know the world has gone through. Um, you know, even even things that the world has gone through that seem so horrific that seem like the end of it all. Like for example, uh, when the Rothschilds originally uh, the the war in France with uh, Napoleon Bonaparte, I think it was. And then you have the one of the communicators for the Rothschilds uh, was on horseback, and he he rode back as fast as he could to London or whatever it was after uh, Napoleon Bonaparte had lost the war. And uh, I hope I'm getting the right names on this right. But um, and then he told uh, one of the the sons, I think it was Nathan Rothschild what was going on. And then Nathan Rothschild went to the London stock exchange and, and basically pretended to sell, uh, Franks or whatever it was. And he, he basically did the, the opposing action that, that made it seem like the other person had won. And then his, and then everybody else started doing the same thing. And then he flipped and then he bought everything. And that's how the Rothschilds came into power in England. They, right. they ended up buying a tremendous amount of, of England. I mean, something like that, you know, at that time period, the people who were there, the people who are experiencing this, I don't know how much they knew of, of what was really going on and, and why they were doing this, but it's, it's, if the Rothschilds would have bought 70% of America in one transaction, I personally think that's a lot scarier than Joe Biden getting in the office. Well, I mean, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, all those people, um, they're not in charge of anything, right? So, again, it's, I believe it's all like a charade. They're all, they're all puppets to somebody else, so it doesn't really even matter who it is. The thing with, like, like Trump, we believe, I believe, and like, like JFK. JFK said was going to take the money away from the big bankers who's like why are we using the federal reserve why are we using their money this is america we make our own money and a week later he was shot in the head right yeah so trump lincoln too right so trump's promising the same thing in a little bit slicker words so it's not so straightforward but basically promise the same thing and um they don't like that and that's why you know he's attacked all day long every day in the media and and what have you so um, I don't know. Hopefully, he did enough that it's all the stuff's in motion and it works. If not, it doesn't. <laughs> you know. So. Uh, yeah, I mean the way the way I look at it is is he went in and didn't realize what he was up against for a long time. Um, yeah, I mean the the whole Q narrative doesn't suggest that. It suggests that um, they all knew 
what the plan was. He knew what he was going into at the beginning. And like, oh, really? Yeah. So like looking at looking at what he's facing, like if he didn't, if he was not successful, that dude put himself, all every single one of his family members and any one of his close friends in like put their all their lives at danger. They'll put all their lives at risk, right? Because they'll kill anybody. They killed the president right in front of everybody in a parade. They they'll kill Trump's family, no problem, right? So um if he was unsuccessful, he they're definitely in big trouble. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think because of the anonymous nature of of Q? Do you think that it, it was very easy to infiltrate and 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 probably infiltrated? The, the anonymous nature of Q to infiltrate what? The the message boards to interpret the Q drops. No, the, I mean the message board that they use is like a, I mean to me it was pretty obscure. I don't. I never even heard of that message board before I started paying attention to Q at all. No, but I mean like anyone can come in and just put comments oh, on there right. or, or well again, the way that they're written, they're written in question form. It's 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 kind of like somebody pretending to write a book as another author. Like if you if you have like a favorite author and you read their books all the time and then you had like Joe Blow write a book and, and sign that author's name, you would probably be able to tell, right? Yeah. So it's kind it's kind of like that. So yeah, anybody could. But um, I mean, is anything on the internet really anonymous? So whoever runs those boards probably could see, even if the IP is hidden or it's scrambled, the way that it's scrambled each time, it'd be like, oh, this one looks weird. This one looks weird. This one looks weird. So um, somebody knows about at least the authenticity of where it's coming from maybe not know exactly where it's coming from but that this thing is scrambled the same way each time and that's you know whatever however it works out i don't fucking know yeah no it's true it's um so 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 you've deleted all social media everything huh it's all gone well yeah i, get, I deleted facebook early on in the election cycle like beginning in last year late 2019 early 2020 because it was just too much and i had found there was way too many liberals on there and i'm not i'm not one to like fight on the internet i don't get into arguments i don't get into arguments on the internet like some people that i know i don't always not me <laughs> not me you know like <laughs> i'm just like people are so fucking stupid sometimes and people are so bold and they will say anything using the keyboard and I'm, i just it's it's stupid to me I, I won't do that so it's just like and just looking at it i'm like oh my god i don't want to see this shit so i got rid of facebook first and then after the election i was like you know what i'm spending way too much time doing this so i got rid of the instagram i still have reddit and, and that's it. Them, like look at like gun posts and shit like that so i still have a reddit account <laughs> nice fucking a man fucking a so so you're 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 i hear your baby in the background you're just kind of doing the dad thing and working and yeah i mean i it may, it's now it all sounds like doom and gloom like oh man everything sucks just give up just put your head down and go to work but um no it's actually even uh, to be honest it's like it's freeing a little bit like yeah i don't like the state of the state but um like i was i feel like throughout the whole summer and the election cycle is like it's it traps you you know it, it sucks you in and you can't stop looking at it and now that it's yeah. over like 
I can be done with it. So I do actually feel a little bit free of that. And how many how many days you've been off of all this? Just since the, the uh, inauguration. Okay. Just a few days. So just a few days. <laughs> how is that now? <laughs> cool. It feels good. I feel free. <laughs> it feels good. <laughs> I feel like I've broken the chains of having to look at this crap all day long every day. Fuck, dude. Yeah, I was there. I was there in the summer, I think. Yeah. Right. Fucking A, man. Do you think do you think Trump will run again in 2024? No. I don't think uh I, no, I don't think so. I mean, why bother that we all the, the whole election system's been proven to be a fraud, so why even bother voting? So what do you think is going to happen in the le- next election cycle with the voting and everything? I don't know. If nothing happens, um well, one, the Republican Party has killed themselves. They com- they committed complete suicide like no one's going to support any Republicans anymore. Like that's it, and they're not going to get any more donations from even Republicans. Like they, they totally, you know, hung themselves. So, um, and then no one's going to show up to vote. So they just, you know, a few people go show up to vote, and they pick whoever the hell they want, and it, it won't. It doesn't matter. Hmm. You know, like <laughs> I get, I, I've donated money to Trump. I've donated money to the Republican Party. It, and I get these emails now and I just send back middle fingers and <laughs> fuck you. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm, and I, yeah, I'm I in, bet you I'm, I'm not the only one who does that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in the same boat, man. I'm in the same boat. So so if Trump if Trump starts the Patriot Party, which has been kind of talked about. What do you think? How do you think that's going to change things? It's not just like I said, like the whole thing with the election fraud. If, if the election fraud is not solved or fixed, if the elections are not fixed, and they stay fixed. <laughs> um, yeah, what's the point of voting? What's the point of making a new party? Even if the whole planet went out and voted for that new party, and they just pick whoever they want, they wanted to. Dominion system, you know, picks the winner. Why even? Why bother voting? Why start? Why bother starting a new party? So other things have to get solved before you start a new party. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think all the never Trumpers and and all the the people on the left are are regretting or second guessing or starting to wonder if they made the right choice? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. It won't. It won't happen. It, it's going to have to personally negatively affect them seriously for them to doubt their choice hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah we got 15 we got 15 minimum wage coming down the pipeline well that's, i mean that's depends uh, on where you live that's not a big deal here right in la that's pretty um, yeah la is the same it's already like 14 bucks or something like that yeah and in other states where all, that, all that's going to do is raise prices and cost a bunch of people their jobs yeah the cost of things is going to go up and a lot of people are going to lose their job. Yeah. I just put a post on, on Facebook for all the listeners. Uh, you know, I don't know how many people don't realize this, but anytime you, you put additional fees or taxes or penalties on a company, all a company does is just raise their fees and, and, and get rid of people to basically equal out the additional taxes and additional fees. So what happens is the, the amount of money that, is needed to afford to pay for these fees and taxes. It's basically all the people who buy the services and products from the company 
are the ones that are paying the new taxes and fees and services. So, so all these politicians, they go, Oh, tax the rich, tax the rich, tax the, uh, tax the business owners. And I'm pretty sure they know because it's like super basic economics that when you go and tax the rich and you tax the business owners, they turn around and just tax all of the customers and get rid of a bunch of people. So they take no hits at all whatsoever. Actually, they might actually make even more money because they can justify massive layoffs. They can justify all sorts of tax uh, cost increases. Plus, they're kind of like, fuck you for voting for this bullshit and trying to fuck me over. Now I'm going to fuck you over. And it can create this whole kind of stupid game between a business owner and his own, his or her own customers. Right. And then what happens is the people who are making $15 an hour because all the other fees go up to buy a sandwich, to live somewhere, to do anything, all the pay prices go up. Now, the problem is the person who was making $8 an hour, who's now making $15 an hour, they're in a higher tax bracket. So what happens is now, because they're in a higher tax bracket, they have the same buying power, but they wind up paying more of their income in taxes. Now, who wins in that equation? So the business owner loses, the employee loses, the customer loses, but there is one element that actually wins in this equation. The government, the IRS. The government. <laughs> so the government wants to make more money and they spin this whole thing to make it sound so damn good so that you'll vote for it. And then when you vote for it, they bend you over and fuck you in the ass. And that's basically how the whole system works in a nutshell. And if you notice, they, they're never very quick to change the tax brackets. Every once in a while, they'll do it a little bit. But uh, and even if they do do it, it's not it's not, you know, it's not commensurate with what's really going on, because if they did change the tax brackets, then basically almost nothing would really change at the end of the day. But you're still paying a percentage of your of your money towards uh, all these different taxes and stuff like that. And it just doesn't really it doesn't really solve anything. It's actually depressing. Because. <laughs> It does nothing. It, it literally does nothing it, it, at all. It, it, just, so. it just in, it creates more inflation. That's all it does. It inflates the money. The money's worth less. You need more of it to do the same shit. Yeah. It's unbelievable, man. Unfucking believable. <laughs> I feel like this podcast is all doom and gloom. We should move talking about something else. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's just one of those things where it's like, fuck, man. It's like, well, it's, you know, what you it, know. It, it sucks. That it's it's a reality, and it's not all. It isn't all doom and gloom. Like, like with, with um, with the minimum wage, I think I think that that's bullshit because I believe that people get paid what they're worth, and if you feel like you're worth more, fucking get it. And if you're not getting it from that, if you don't like your job, quit. I say it at work all the time to people that I work with. They complain and they complain. I'm like, hey, if you don't like your job, quit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you're paid. You're paid as much as you're worth. If you're worth more, go get that shit. If you're not worth so much, you're you're getting what you're worth, and you're admitting that you're only worth that much by accepting that for your work. It's not government or another. It's not up to somebody with a gun to go at gunpoint and tell your employer to pay you more. It's up to you to do better <laughs> and, and 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 earn more money. Right. So, yeah, that's the only way to get out of the out of the trap is be more valuable. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, so let's let's switch gears. Okay, well, let's get out of this. Gears, fucking... Move him real quick. Give me two seconds. 
Yeah, yeah, go for it. He's got a he's got a uh, dad duties. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, man. All right. So now we're doing part two with Tracy Barron. We took a little baby break there. <laughs> so so let's get into you, man. I've known you for, I don't know. I think I met in you in 2006. Years. Yeah. 2006. 14 years. 15 years almost. Or maybe actually 15 years. Yeah. When I met you, you were this big, angry fucking dude. <laughs> and I, I, to this day, and to this... At, the past couple of days have been a little bit angry, but generally that's changed. <laughs> so, so I want to talk about that. I want to talk about like, cause dude, when I see you, sometimes I just laugh so hard because you're just this fucking gigantic tattooed guy. And you've just become this like super, super nice, like big, smiley teddy bear dude. And I remember back in the day, you used to tell me stories of of going to the bars and just to get into fights with people in the bars. I mean, yeah, we did we did do that a lot. There was a point <laughs> where, um, like, you know, I, I have like lots of like friends and, and different groups of friends, and there was there was a point where people were like, um, if me and two other guys. Me, this guy Mike, and this guy Jamie. He said, if you, if the three of us were together, nobody would come with us anywhere. <laughs> Why? Why? Because <laughs> they knew they knew what was going to happen. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> if it was me and Mike, or me and Jamie, or the three of us, nobody would come with us. They would, they're like, no, I'm not going. We're like, oh, we're going to go here. Who's going? Uh, me and Mike and Jamie. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Or I'm gonna go somewhere. I'm gonna find somewhere what else to you, go. What would you guys do? You guys would just go in there and yeah. looking for just it's looking to antagonize that, somebody? It, well, not necessarily like me personally, I never ever started a single fight ever, even at bars. But the second somebody shows interest in fighting, that if they were looking for a fight, they they got it. They found one here, right? <laughs> The same with Jimmy and Mike. Like, they didn't really start fights, but we're always willing to fight. So it's like the, the stupidest little thing. And like, oh, okay, let, well, let's go. Like, you know, you know, like someone bumps into you and I would just like look to see what where they were at. If they were like, oh, sorry. I'd be like, oh, that's cool. And just keep going, right? But if they're like, what the fuck are you looking at? Watch, watch where the fuck you're going. And I'm like, no, you know, that's it. That's all it took. <laughs> You ever you ever been in like a you ever been in like a full blown like movie style barroom brawl? Um, yeah, we were at the. Uh, I mean, there's there I at a party one time. 
I'll tell you two stories. There were at a party oh, one good. time. Yeah, I yeah. was like 19 years old. Oh, it was like eight or nine of us. We went to this party. We're all from like Tahunga and, um, and, and like the, whatever. We're all from this one side of town. And we went to La Cunata, to this party in La Cunata. It was all these like rich, rich kids. So it's like eight or nine of us. We get there. We're just kind of hanging out. Then all of a sudden, um, one of my friends was in an argument with this guy, and it, and I don't. I was very drunk, and I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I remember it ended up a line of me and my friends, like eight of us, facing the entire party. Like there's like two hundred people looking at us. There's this guy in the front being a real loudmouth, like leading the whole pack. And I was like, fuck. The door to get out was behind all the people, right? So I'm like, all right, it was the backyard, it was the, but the gate to get out. So I was like, fuck, you know? So I knew that one of the dudes that I was with had a little knife. And I was like, hey, you see that big guy right there? Stab him. And he was like, oh my God. <laughs> So without a word, he didn't even say, okay. He just, right after I said it, walked right up to that dude and, and stabbed him in the, in the side, right? Twice. <laughs> so that dude oh, goes down. Uh, some girl screams and then just like all hell breaks loose. And I'm just hitting people, getting hit. My friends are all fighting. <laughs> I, I hit a few people and I'm like walking out. I just remember like just chaos everywhere. And I'm like, I'm walking out and I keep getting like hit in my head. And I, I felt like I was walking under people punching at each other. And I was like kind of bridging under it, which is not possible. But like, again, I was, I had been drinking a lot. <laughs> so um, <laughs> after I keep ducking and I keep getting hit and I'm walking, and I keep, I'm like, what the fuck is going And I turn around and there's this dude, he's been following me, punching me in the back of the head. <laughs> right? So I turn around, I grab him. I grabbed him by the throat. I him on the ground. I I remember I choked him so hard I could I reached around his neck and I could feel my fingers touching behind his esophagus. Right? Oh my god, dude! So, so he kind of like goes a little bit limp. I get up and a few of us make it outside the gate. There's like three or four of us outside the gate, and I I wasn't driving. I didn't drive there. Someone else drove. So we get over to the guy's car, and then three or four guys. There's three of us. Three or four guys come running down the street at us. One guy's got a fucking shovel in his hand. And they're like, where are they? And I was like, I don't fucking know. I think they went over there. And they're like, and they took off. <laughs> they didn't know who they were looking for. So when I gave them help, they took it and took off. So um, oh we ended God. up all getting out of there somehow. You know, scattered few at a time. We got in our cars and, and took off. In that what area. happened to the guy who got stabbed? He lived. Yeah, they 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 were in. They did a little article in the local newspaper that so and so got stabbed, and um, that was that was kind of crazy. Like, I felt like there was no other option. Like these, there was a lot of people. <laughs> they were quite angry at us. We weren't getting out without that. That's how I felt. Um, so Jesus Christ, dude, that's intense. That was that was fun. And then one time we were at the uh, at the Saddle Ranch. The one in, on City Walk, it was it okay. Was pretty new, it had just opened up. Um, it was like within a year of it first opening in City Walk. It had been on Sunset for a long time, but they opened the one on City Walk. Anyway, we used to go there on Thursday nights and um, and get very drunk. And 
<laughs> I think there's probably like 10 of us there at this time. Um, a totally separate group of people. This was years later. Anyway, this is like 10 of us that, that went there, met up there. And I'm walking by and this, this little black dude like shoulder bumps me. And I was like, oh, sorry, man. That, Cause that's how it is, right? That's how I, that's what exactly what I just told you. I'm like, oh, sorry. I didn't even do it. He did it. And he turns around and he's like, fuck, did you just say? And I was like, oh, fuck you. Right? <laughs> so, so he started, we start going towards each other. He's a, it was like a little dude, right? So we start going towards each other. And then my other buddy comes up and he's like, hey, man, you don't want to fuck with this guy, blah, blah. And then starts like whispering in his ear. And I don't know what he said, but all of a sudden, my friend takes one step back, bam, and fucking slaps him with the back of his hand, right? Oh the, the dude comes back, he's like, oh, man. Looks around, and he sees like a few of us. He leaves, about four minutes pass, and then I see a bunch of people walking, looking angry, a bunch, several black people that were taller than everybody in the crowd. And I see him looking angry, looking for somebody. I go, there, there it is, <laughs> right? Oh, no. And a bunch of dudes came. And then it was just an all-out brawl, like, on the outside dance floor at, at the Saddle Ranch. Just oh punching and God. getting punched. And it was, just, it was complete craziness. Who ended up winning? And what ended up happening? Just kind of, you know, they cleared out because there's the sheriff's there. And they have a bunch of security and shit. So um, it didn't last as, you know, it, gets dwind it got dwindled down pretty quick. Nobody really won. Nobody lost. Just everybody hit people. Everybody got hit. It was just kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god, dude! Shit's just too much, dude. <laughs> I got I got in a fight at this one time at this other bar. I this. I want to make the story really short. Um, <laughs> these two guys were pretty belligerent. I was there with my girlfriend. Um, and I was walking by, I was holding her hand. We were walking through this crowd. And as we brushed up against them, the one guy goes, oh yeah, I touched my butt. And I was like, what did you say? And he's like, I said, oh yeah, touch my butt. And I was like, all right, well, that's it. So I, <laughs> so I let go of her hand and I swing at this dude with, a, with my palm and I hit him right in the ear. And I just totally like, that's probably worse than getting hit. Cause you know, fucks up your whole equilibrium and shit. Yeah. Pop your eardrum. I don't know if it did or not, but he went down and like kind of lunged at me and I just fell back and I put him in a guillotine and I choked his ass out. Right. So I'm choking him. He's going limp. And then I feel like this, my brother was there. He could, he could tell you the story better because he's soft from the outside. So, <laughs> so I'm choking this dude and the, the bouncer's like, hey, hey, let him go. And he's like trying to like peel me off him and he couldn't. The guy's on top of me, but I'm choking him. So the guy's like, hey, 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 let it go, like trying to go. And he's like, fuck. My brother's like, the guy just gave up and he tapped you on the shoulder, like, hey, man, can you let him go? <laughs> so, so I let Excuse him go. Excuse me, sir. Yeah. I let him go. I get up and the bouncers are like, hey, we have to kick you out. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I get it. You know, <laughs> he's like, I mean, we're fighting in the bar. Like, that's what happens. If you fight in the bar, you get kicked out, right? So I was like, that's cool. You got, you know, I'm not mad at you guys. You're just doing your job. So we're walking out and they're like, what happened? I go, that guy, you know, he said, basically said some shit to my girlfriend and I didn't like it. So I hit him. 
And he's like, oh, all right, I, I get it. Like, all right, well, I'll see you later. So we, and then and and I left. <laughs> and my brother's like, let's go back and fight those guys. He's like, no, you don't do that. Once you get in one fight, wherever you're at, like in a public area, you finish it quick and you leave. You don't sit around and wait for the police to come, right? So we took off real fast. Oh my god. The wild west of the <laughs> mid two thousands, huh? Yeah, that was actually 2012. 2012, no yeah. shit. Yeah, Jesus. Christ. I hadn't even really. Been, I had like one drink, two drinks that night. I wasn't even drunk. No shit. So like, so what changed for you? Like, you you're going through all this shit. You're fucking living this lifestyle, and then you're just you're just kind of going through life, and then. Like what? What was the defining moment when you 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 were sitting there and you were thinking, or you woke up, or you're going to sleep, or whatever it was, where you're like, "Well, okay, that that fight in 2012 was just. I feel like that was a a lapse, a relapse, somehow, some way. But at, at the same time, it was like, I felt like I kind of had to do that, right? Because I was being definitely disrespected right in my face and disrespecting my girlfriend. So, like, the guys were definitely clearly looking for a fight. So. I figured I would oblige. That, <laughs> I feel like that was different than all the ones before. <laughs> to whatever greater or lesser degree, I feel like it was different. You're just doing them oh. a favor. Yeah, I mean, they were looking for a fight, so they found you it. You get to them. Right? <laughs> Supply and demand, dude. Come on. Yeah, I mean, That's what you tell them, right? I mean, it's not a big deal. We fought, and, and it's over, and we're all, we all go home, and it's cool, right? no but i mean like like way back in the day you you would actually you guys would basically leave with this kind of well yeah again like we go out looking to just um have a good time and a good time just meant action whether it was um looking for girls or looking for action <laughs> right and we're gonna find it one way or another either we met some girls or we met some guys to have a fight with <laughs> some nights both <laughs> and where did it, like when did that change like when did that start to the, the, the initial change was what year was it? it's like 2005 that was the initial so up up to 2005 i was basically like a total totally crazy person i would do anything at any time if you handed me drugs i would take them um if you handed me alcohol i would drink it all and see if i could stay up like i used to i used to be known for like i would buy a fifth of bacardi and i would fill up a glass larger than this but i would, like this glass would be no problem i fill it up to the top and i drink it all in one shot and i chase it oh. some soda and i do that two or three times and then we'd go out <laughs> Sounds like a recipe for fucking disaster, yeah. dude. I would, I would, when I was 21, I would do that and then drive everybody to the bar. And then I would spend like $100 at the bar and then drive everybody home. Oh my God. So there's some stupid friends that I had. Who the fuck would get in that car, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I just had uh, I just had uh, uh, 16 shots of Bacari 151, and I want to drive you guys yeah, to the bar. Let's go, dude. I would drink 151, but I couldn't drink that much 151. That was only like 80 proof Bacardi. 
Oh, I would drink one fifty one. When I drink one fifty one, I would, I would fill up a glass or whatever, or just drink it from a bottle, and you just start drinking until your throat swells up and you can't swallow anymore. And then at that point, you can't swallow anymore. So then you throw soda and the and the bubbles in the soda open your throat back up so you can breathe. <laughs> <laughs> There's science behind this. I had no idea. I had no idea. Like a fucking sponge, and you can't swallow anymore or or breathe because it's completely closed. But the soda, for whatever reason, opens it back up. Fucking hey, dude. Oh, I gotta go move him real quick. Hold on. All right, all right. Fajitos and fuck. Is it pause right now? Uh, I just paused it. I just turned it back on again. All right, part three. <laughs> part three with fucking Tracy Bear and Mr. Daddy over here running around with kids screaming. <laughs> so, do you ever, you guys ever get in like, like gun fights or anything like that, or like knife I fights do. or anything like that? Well, I I have never shot anybody myself personally, uh, but I did get shot at one time. We were. There's two of our cars, we're driving around, and then the car in front of us, my friends, got in an argument with the car next to them at a red light one time. And then they, my buddy jumped out of the car, went over to start fighting with them, and they took off, they got scared. So then we turned on this one street and they they kind of followed us from in front of us. They turned on the next street up and they kind of, um, they made sure to go up the street that we were going up, but they got behind us. We weren't really paying attention. In hindsight, we saw it, but we weren't really paying attention at the time. So anyways, they ended up behind us. They're chasing us out of weird, weirdly enough. So then we turn, we all turn around and start chasing them. They turn around, drive off. And as we're driving to get them, a guy's hanging out the window shooting at us. Oh I remember going, oh, fuck, I'm sitting in my front. He had a little Toyota truck. And I like slumped down in my seat. I put my feet up like on the dash and got as small as I could. And when when the whole night was over, we're checking out the cars and a bullet had hit you know, the frame. Didn't hit the windshield, but it hit the frame of the windshield, which was like, if it had been over this much, it would have came right through the windshield, right in my fucking face. Holy shit, so dude. That was the only time I've ever been shot at. <laughs> How many rounds did they fire at you, do you know? Ten. 15? No. <laughs> oh you shot God. everything you had in that clip. God, I can't even imagine. Yeah. We didn't think Sounds like fun. We, we didn't, I, I'm, I'm telling you. Okay, so I'm going to answer your question. So at that, you know, that, I was about 19 or 20 at that point. I didn't, and I, again, I was like a total crazy person. Like, I didn't give a shit. Like, if, if you... You said, let's do this. And I'll be like, okay, let's do it. And, and whatever. And half the time I would be like, let's do whatever. Just so I have a, at least a cool story to tell later, no matter how fucking crazy it is. At least I got a cool story to tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then about 2005, I had been uh, started using like drugs on a weekend, every other weekend basis. And I would do like cocaine and feel like shit afterwards and feel whatever i do cocaine a handful of times and i did meth a bunch of times handful of times and that's what broke me i was like this sucks one day i, I had 
I had done some crystal meth and we did it for like two days. I stayed up for like two or three days. Then I finally slept. Then when I woke up, I was like, I thought to myself, you know what? Like I've lived my life so far. I think I was about 25 years old. Live my life this far. No, it had to be before, whatever. I was like 27. So I was like, I live my life this far and um, I've done it quote unquote my way and I'm not happy. This is not working out. The shit that I do, I'm fucking miserable, right? So um, that's when I decided that I would go look into doing the pure of. And I went yeah. to the pure of. And um, that took me a little over a month. No, a little under a month. And then um, and then I started the Tears and Objectives. That's where I met you. No shit. <laughs> So, and yeah, for anybody it, listening that doesn't know what that is, it's uh, it's Scientology services at the church. And uh, the Purif is basically like a, a sauna detox program uh, using niacin as a detoxifier. And then TRs and objectives is basically a, a, a type of therapy that a person could do. And uh, that's when I met you. I actually met you in that course room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's basically what happened. It was like, you know, I knew, I knew that, Scientology existed. I always felt like it was right, but I felt like I was, I was right too, and that I could fucking figure it out. And then one day I felt, I found, well, my way is not fucking working. I am not happy. <laughs> so I'm gonna go give this thing a shot because it sucks. <laughs> do you do you think that people? Do you think that's what people need? Because I've thought about this a lot. Do you think? Do you think that people? need to hit rock bottom like do you think do you think there do you think that i mean there's even a part of me that believes that people actually need to like push the accelerator down sometimes and blow the engine up to get to get them to the point where they're going to realize that something needs to change no i i don't think everybody has has the same prescription as that right like some people stupid people like me yeah they need that right (laughs) And, and again, no. like that wasn't necessarily like a rock bottom. I just saw no future in what I was doing. Like, okay, I've been doing this this way for this long. It doesn't work. I don't like it. Like, I'm not fucking happy and miserable. So no. I'll go try this thing. Like, again, like prior to that, I'll do anything. Like, give me drugs. I'll fucking take them. So I would try all these different things and, and do whatever here. Right. So. I would see something, it would be look shiny, but like, well, let's fucking see what this thing does. Let's see what this lever does. Oh, that button is quite red. I wonder what's going to happen when I press it, right? So <laughs> <laughs> let's, let fuck it. Let's see, you know, <laughs> I, I, I used to say fuck it a lot and I got a whole lot of fuck it in my system and that fuck it would get me in a lot of trouble and it, 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 it accounts for a whole lot of stories, but um I would just say fuck it a lot. I would have a reservation. Like I would say, oh, that thing looks cool. I probably shouldn't do that. Like, right? I have a reservation. And then be like, you know what? Fuck it. And then just do it. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. good, bad, or indifferent. So um, being willing to do and try anything at any moment is bad in some regards. But at the same time, like, again, I, I always knew that Scientology existed. And I, and, I, and I thought that it could help people. But I also thought that I was... I was smart too, and that I could fucking figure it out. 
and then um, one day I just gave it a shot. I found that I wasn't doing well. And ever since then, I found that the more courses and actions I did in Scientology, the better I felt. So I just, I kept at it. Yeah. And then I became not angry, Tracy. And... (laughs) Did you, ever, did you ever did you ever step sure. <laughs> there you go dude did you ever did you ever like were you, were you the kind of person that you you would you would feel the pressure or the fear of something and you would step into the fire on purpose you would step into the breach on purpose sometimes yes yes you know, was like, it kind of like every, every I, like all the fights that i got into i was actually most times in total fear but i'm like fuck it. I would just push myself into doing it anyways. And I typically came out triumphant, but still scared to death while doing it. And anybody that says they're not scared while they're fighting or, in, or about to get into a fight is a fucking liar or a complete psychopath, right? Yeah. Because it's fucking scary. So um, in a lot of regards, yeah, like when something's scary, you know, you got to be smart about it too. Like, you know, uh, hot lava is scary too you don't just jump literally jump into it right so you you still have to assess and then decide like this could work out if i if i just throw myself into the fire yeah do you do you do you regret anything about all this shit or is it kind of like um i do part of the process and it's part of the process but at the same time like it's a lot of wasted time so you know like you get a little bit older and you're like, man, if, if I, if I had took those 10 years, 15 years, however many years it was for you and started building something, you could have a lot more better stories and better things to brag about than having a fight here and there. Just having and, somebody getting shot at. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, th- that's the only regret is that like, now here I am now, like, I'm 43 now and I, and I work my ass off and I'm, and I'm trying to do more and not that I don't enjoy it. Cause I like to work, but um, I could have more and I could be working at a bigger, on a bigger scale. And that's the only yeah. regret is that my scale could be bigger. And, and outside of that, like, does it really matter? No. Cause I'm still playing the game. I still have fun. I still like to work and I still like, I'm happy. So whatever. Yeah. So no dwelling. On Switching. The past, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Switching, switching gears a little bit. Cause I'm curious about something else I wanted to ask you about. Now, when I first met you, you were big, really big. You're still pretty big, yeah. but, but you're a dad and you work, uh, you know, what do you work like 60 plus hours a week? Yeah. 65. Yeah. What, what's your, what's your, what's your secret quote unquote, what's your, what's your regimen diet exercise and, and workout? Um, what, what do you do? Right now I do nothing. <laughs> literally nothing. Um, literally I have this, uh, stationary bike over there and I ride it once a week for about I I pedal my ass off for about 20 minutes and that is it <laughs> really and I, is it, I is it, always it, intend to do more and I don't and what's your diet um I just I actually been cutting weight so I, I lost like 30 pounds in the last two and a half months because I was getting oh, fat from not working out and eating the same way as when I did work. So like the pandemic kind of screwed me because I don't go to the gym and I don't have a home gym. And I know there's some gyms outside, but I'm like, fuck, I'm paying for that, whatever. 
so whatever. Um, so I haven't really worked out for the past almost a year, really at all. Jeez. And so, so lately I've just been cutting weight, just eating 2,000 calories or less a day. Tonight's my cheat That's meal. That's it, and then we- some pizza. It- Coming tonight. Said yeah. Tonight is my cheat meal. Every Saturday night I eat I one meal of as much as I want of whatever I want. So I'm going to oh, eat pizza and ice cream yeah. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> And what do you, what do you, do you get a lot of exercise and stuff like that at work or, or not yeah, I mean, so much? I do a pretty physical job. I mean, I'm a, I'm a supervisor now, so I can pick and choose when I feel like being physical. But, but when you have um, people working for you that are less than as capable as you would like them to be, uh, you end up having to do more work. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like other people would consider that my job is very physically taxing and uh, I've been doing it so long. I been working out and doing that job so long like it's it's not, it, it doesn't even register on the scale for me like i, uh-huh. I could do the, like the other day i was helping out and i did it i was doing the 90 pound jackhammer for like three and a half hours straight and that i don't need a bad night at that that's not tiring to me wow so um yeah so do you think do you think if you do you even have the capability of losing muscle mass or are you pretty much big for life yeah no i mean i i've like I said, I lost 30 pounds and it's not all, it's not all pure muscle anymore. I'm still like smooth. Like there's a big difference. Like, um, even when I was really big and even when I was way back when I was really, really big and on steroids and stuff, like I was never like bodybuilder big, but people that don't work out or people that don't know anything about that whole thing, they see you like, Oh, you're big. Are you, are you into bodybuilding? Like, no, it's not even, I'm not even close to what bodybuilders look like. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah, to the average We're person, everybody else in the room, right. So to the people that don't work out, yeah, I look like I'm big, but to people that work out, I look, I actually look like shit. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So <laughs> very smooth. Like, yeah, I still have like the general shape, but everything's like soft, smooth. Like when I say smooth, I mean, like there's no veins, there's barely any lines like cuts everything's just like smooth <laughs> right as opposed to when you're working out and in good shape there's a lot of defining lines and and veins so that it's not smooth it's very um whatever the opposite of smooth would be like sharp huh do you see do you see yourself getting been back into all that in the future or not yeah, so much gym's open about I'll, I'll, I'll go back in and i'll i'll get to like a decent decent uh physique hmm. right now i'm like i said i'm cutting i was up to 253 right now i'm about 223 224 and i'm gonna go to like 200 205 hmm. what would you what would you say to someone that was in the same shoes doing the same thing that you were doing 20 years ago um, I basically like you couldn't, you couldn't have told me shit. There's nothing anybody could have told me to make me snap out of it. I don't believe the, what I would tell somebody is let them know that when they're ready, there is a way out. There is, you don't have to be like that. And when you're ready to not be like that, come see me. <laughs> right. So like, Outside of that, there's nothing you can tell anybody like, hey, when you're ready, there is is relief from this bullshit. 
and when you want the relief, um, seek it. So like, you know, probably there's probably a lot of people out there that feel like, well, this is my life and that's just the way it is. And I can't do anything about it. So fuck it. Right. At least, um, give people the knowingness or the idea that there actually is a door. There is a path out of this dark forest. Right. So knowing that, so as long as you can convey that message to somebody who's fucking up, if, 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 as long as they receive that message, like there is a way out, like it's really up to them to, to start looking for that, that door or that path that, that leads them out of the fucking forest. But they have to, they have to want it and see it for themselves. Yeah, I mean, how do you just, just like people that are on like real drug addicts, like I, I don't, I was never really a drug addict. I would, I would do drugs and then not do drugs. And if you handed me drugs, sometimes I'll take them. A lot of times I would take them, but I wouldn't really go seeking like, oh, I need to, I, I need, I need to get high. Like I never ever felt like that. I just felt like, well, I'm going out on Friday night, so make sure everybody has drugs or whatever we're gonna do. So, right? But there's people that are drug addicts that you know you want to help them and be your, they're your family member, and you're like, yo, I want you to get off drugs. Drugs are bad. Look, you're dying. I can see you look like shit, and they're like, no, I'm fine. As long as they don't want to get off drugs, you will never get them off of drugs. It's impossible. Yeah. So the person has to want to get off drugs to get for you to be able to help them in any way to get them off drugs. So yeah, they, they gotta want it. When you when you were younger and you were doing all this stuff, what were you what what were you trying to to do or what were you trying to escape from or what were you trying to achieve or what were you like what was the like what was the basic idea or the basic purpose behind it all? I think um, there was no purpose. There was a lack of a purpose because I had no direction. You feel, you know, you, I felt like I was good enough at whatever I was good at. And I was felt like I was pretty smart, but I couldn't compile it and get it all together and push it in any direction to make some effect or change or, or do something for my life up until I was about 22. Then when I was 22, my first son was born. Then I at least had, so what that changed in my life is like, before before he was born, I would get a job and be like, I worked there for two, three days and be like, nah, fuck this job. And I just would walk off and I wouldn't show up the next day. And I wouldn't even collect the last check because I didn't care, right? And then I would just go get a job somewhere else. So like, I was very, very like flighty very like, I just didn't give a shit about anything for the most part. And then I had my son. So I knew like, man, I gotta, I, I'm responsible for feeding this person and keeping this human alive. So what that did was it made it. So I, I, I got a job and I kept it and I, I still have that job. <laughs> right. So, oh shit. so, um, yeah, that, that changed. And then, you know, the slow transition into from now, but but um, yeah, I just feel like there was there was not much of a purpose, and then you know my purpose became feeding this human, making sure he doesn't die. So that put me on a little bit of a better track, and then you know still fucking up a lot. And then I figured it out after a few more years. Hmm. I had a couple of friends in the same kind of category. Do you think do you think that having a kid can can snap someone straight pretty quickly? Do I feel like having a kid? Oh, uh, no. I mean, for me, it did. 
Um, I've seen it not do it at all for others. So <laughs> I mean, any anything, whatever, whatever is your thing, man. Whatever. I believe whatever ideas you you hold dear, like I, for whatever reason, I felt like family or being a, a parent was like an important thing or something that you shouldn't joke around with, right? Mm. So, um, so when it came around that I was having a kid, I was like, well, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna marry this girl and I'm gonna stop fucking around and this is it. I'm gonna make I'm gonna create a family now because that's just what you do. Mm. So yeah, it snapped me out of a lot of things. Then, so so initially, her getting pregnant snapped me out of a lot of things. And then five months into her pregnancy, I found out that she had cheated on me previously with some, one of my friends. So oh, that kind of turned my world upside down and sent me back the other way, <laughs> big time, right? So. So then I had this balancing act of being a parent. Like I said, I kept it with work. It, it, it helped me because um, without having a kid, I, who knows what the fuck I would, you know, who knows when I would have yeah. turned it around. But so on one hand, like when it was time to be dad, I would be dad. And then anytime I wasn't dad, it was completely fucking crazy person, you know, mad at the world, whatever. Wow. So oh, fuck, dude. I felt like I was I was dumped on my head, right? So, <laughs> so yeah. So, can it snap people out of it? Yeah, but anything could snap. It's whatever is real for that person, you know. Some like like say somebody losing their parent that could snap them out of it. Like you know what? I need I need to snap people out of whatever. So I don't know, whatever. Do you think there's any way to accelerate that for somebody? Like, let's say you have a a, a friend who's concerned about another friend, or a, or a parent who's concerned about a kid, and they 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 have enough wisdom and they have enough understanding to know that there has to be some sort of external thing. Um, is there is there any way to accelerate that, or is that just, or do you think that's just kind of you just have to kind of sit by and let them do their thing, you, and then just kind of kind of have to sit by and do the thing the only way to accelerate it is to withdraw your help a greater or lesser degree right like if your help is enabling this person to continue doing what they're doing you should withdraw your help and that will accelerate it right uh, even if it, it's a, i mean you know that it's a, a a temporary withdrawal of help right they might not know it. they might resent you forever for it until they snap out of it and then when they need real help you give them real help and then they're thankful for it. So it's like tough love idea, right? You withdraw your help. Like, I'm not going to enable you to do any of that shit. I'm not going to sit by while you kill yourself. So um, good luck with that. Come see me when you actually want help. Outside of that, I don't believe there's any way to accelerate it without you falling into the trap, like doing things to hurt them purposely, <laughs> which is not fucking cool, right? Yeah. Fuck, man. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, so I, I don't I know. think about all this shit. Yeah. You got to go. You got to go move him again. Yeah, I got to change. I got to move him. <laughs> Give me well, I'm going to wrap this up anyways. Let's do it. 
let's wrap it up so is there anything else like like i guess i'm just trying to think of anything else that i wanted to ask anything else that i'm curious about no i think it's really interesting i think i think your 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 ideas and the way that you talk about this stuff and your your recommendations are really fascinating i think i think a lot of people struggle with this you know it's like do, they have I a brother who's, who's who's going down the chute or a sister or a mother or a brother or a son or a daughter it's like it's it's almost everywhere kind of well yeah and 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 again like with the withdrawing of the help like that's your brother or sister so it's hard for you to say no to them when they're like hey can i have five dollars like i haven't eaten in two days and you're like okay you know i'm buying him food but you're still prolonging that full rock bottom like everyone has a different rock bottom and completely withdraw your help so like now i haven't make it so they haven't eaten for three days it's not your you didn't do that to them right and you choosing to not help them is actually helping them right it's a tough love again so um they have to decide when it's time to turn around so you need to completely extract yourself otherwise anything that you do for that person even if it's in a humanitarian effort is enabling them yeah they're the one doing it and they're the so one true. using you to get a meal after two days of not eating and still, you know, not confronting their the main problem. The problem is not that they haven't eaten for two, two days. The problem is why haven't they eaten for two days, right? It's not because. I fucking love it, man. Thanks a lot. This is, this is so, I think, I think, I think this is something that, that isn't really talked about that 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 it's going to be really helpful for people to hear this so well I, I think that a lot of people have a problem with doing that because it's hard to look at a loved one and be like i'm not gonna buy you food it's only five dollars yeah. and i'm not gonna do that right so that that's a really hard thing to do because five of a, a, a small meal for you or for anybody to buy someone else is nothing in the grand scheme but so so it's really hard to say no to that and you see the person suffering and you you want to help them you're you're Desire is to help. So you think that giving them food is helping them when it actually, you know, on, on a very basic level, it's helping the body, but it's not helping that person. Yeah. yeah you know, they didn't give a shit about that body two days ago when they're shooting up heroin or whatever the fuck. And now they don't have money for food. You know, they, they weren't worried about eating then. So like, you know, you kind of got to, that's, that's the only way I see to like help speed it up. Yeah, it's interesting that you use the word used. They come and use you. Well, I mean, they are, right? No, that's why I just, it's just interesting. I don't think I ever thought of it that way. Yeah, I mean. They just leverage off you for what they need because they're on a. Right, and they're, they're using sympathy or family or whatever. They're using these tools to get what they need when they need it, but. When they don't need those things, they're nowhere to be found, and you gotta go look for them and find them in the fucking crack house or whatever. So then, then that shit runs out, and then they come looking to use you to get what they need for that moment, and then they go. I mean, that's yeah. that's an extreme case, but to a greater or lesser degree, that happens with everyone, with with all addicts or or people that are using their family members for whatever they're using them for. Yeah, that's so true. Well, fucking A, man. I love it. I love the wisdom and uh, I appreciate it. And 
Thank you so much, man. Tracy Barron. Tracy Barron fucking fucking Tracy opening Barron. up. <laughs> opening up with some fucking wisdom, man. I love it, dude. From fuck up to uh old wise man. <laughs> there you go. I love it, man. Yeah, you got a beautiful family, man. It's I love it. Thank you. All right, man. All right, bro. I'll talk to you later. Signing off. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> See you later.